I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 215. Today we got my guests Caleb and Michael of the Chambersburg PA band Color Brigade. Uh, first came across their stuff on Instagram, and uh, I wanted to get them on the show. I featured their latest track, it's called Nothing Left to Say. And uh, yeah, in the interview we kind of just talked about that. And uh, talked about what the guys have been up to, and uh, their taste in music, and uh, they're also both going to school, uh, both studying uh, music production, so uh, we'll talk a bit about that as well, and um, if you like their stuff, you can certainly find it wherever you stream music, and you can follow them on all their socials, uh, they're always putting up new content, sounds like, but uh, yeah, uh, regardless of where you're listening from, uh, thanks for doing so, thanks for tuning in, hopefully you're doing well, uh, hopefully your summer's going good, hopefully you're out there kicking ass and taking names, and uh, the whole nine. Uh, speaking of kicking ass and taking names, uh, this week uh, we'll be at our favorite spot in Annapolis, we'll be at the Dark Horse, Wednesday night, 9 to midnight, the Hollow Truce, uh, that'll be a good one. After that, on Thursday, we're going over to Jimmy's in Baltimore, one of our favorite happy hours downtown, or at least, maybe not downtown, but over in the Dulk, in Dundalk. And uh, Saturday night, we'll be capping it off at Don't Know Tavern, uh, definitely one of the best bars in Fed, or Fed Hill in Baltimore, if you haven't been over there. So that'll be a good one, that'll be Saturday, 9 to midnight, but uh, yeah. Other than that, the last little bit of housekeeping would be uh, if you can rate or follow this podcast. It always helps the reach of this thing. Uh, There is podcast merch up on Shopify, and there is a Shopify link in the episode description. Uh, Part-time Rockstar Productions is going if you're looking for any music videos or live footage. We're also doing our next Spotlight series uh, August 1st at Hanger Studio. We've got the whole place rented out to make it more affordable for everybody. So uh, if you're looking for new content shooting solo musicians and full bands and uh, whatever you need. And then Truly Strings is the sponsor of the show. Truly Strings, I would say, is the best guitar luthier in all of the land or all of the Maryland. And uh, that's where I take all my shit. But yeah, without any further rambling, we'll get to the conversation with Color Brigade. I'm Caleb, I'm the front man of Color Brigade, I sing and play guitar, and... I'm Michael, and I play drums. Right on. 
Taylor and Michael. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, you guys are up in uh, PA. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right Chambersburg on. area. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's it's right in the middle of, at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I have to brush up on my geography of PA just a touch. I feel like I've been to Chambersburg specifically, but definitely everywhere else in PA for mm-hmm. sure. Um, we actually just did last year uh, like a festival type show at uh, in Lancaster. Um, really? At uh, Phantom Power. Cool, cool, cool. I don't know if you've yeah. ever been through that part of town, but. Have you? I have. Lancaster? Yeah, Lancaster. Yeah, yeah I've been to Lancaster. Like. Amish country. Amish you know, people, I think. For sure, yeah. Good truth, yeah. though. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I can't quite remember all the time how I come across people. Like, sometimes it's a hashtag or Instagram or usually Instagram, honestly. But sometimes it's word of mouth. Um, so, uh, regardless, though, it, it's cool to get more people on from Pennsylvania. I'm just down to down the street in uh kind of south of baltimore oh nice so usually that's my interest in trying to get more people on from pennsylvania just you know mm-hmm. trying to get up there more um obviously trying to play philly more stuff like that um, yeah and then again lancaster being another kind of uh spot for us as well so um but yeah, I mean, uh, the idea here is obviously to kind of give people uh, a lowdown on what you guys are doing musically and otherwise. So I figure we'll just kind of get into it. I mean, um, you guys have a cool sound. It's uh, got some riffs in it, which I find very refreshing. Some guitar Thank you. riffs. Um, okay. So I'm sure we could kind of talk about who you guys have been listening to lately and, you know. Over the course of time, I figure we kind of start with just talking about the the latest and greatest, right? The new track, uh, nothing left yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. And just absolutely, kinda... I don't know if there's anything left to say about that track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's a joke. Yeah, no, right I got you. Yeah, I mean that that song's been a long time coming. I think I was probably either 15 or 16 when that song started. So I found some oh, old nice. Logic file, and it's we just kind of gave it a facelift and got actual people on it and you know did it in the studio and did it justice and we're really happy with how it turned out yeah yeah it's cool it's modern but like i said it's it's, um still got the riffs uh you can still hear me right yes okay so thought maybe it cut out there for a minute but um yeah it's got some of the modern flavor of indie rock but still the old school you know kind of guitar stuff in there which i think mm-hmm. is just so desperately needed these days but uh so certainly up up my alley uh for sure and awesome i, had, I have a little That's podcast great. uh playlist that i've run for everybody who's been on the show so i i slapped it on there as well very cool thank you thanks for that the old part part-time rock star spotify playlist but um yeah i mean it, it's cool to come across uh kind of what you guys are doing. I try to talk to people regardless of genre or wherever they're from or anything like that. But being that I myself like to do that, um, it's cool to hear. Uh, is there any like particular story behind the lyrics or anything like that? Um, or Yeah, um, it's so... 
I feel like I need to preface again. It's I was like 16. So this was like mm. kind of a, it was a couple of things. It was kind of realizing that I was growing up and that that's about the age when you start that shift to kind of like, I have life responsibilities. What am I going to do? Is this going to pan out for me? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like around that age and it, it happened at the same time when I was like really dealing with like a, not quite a breakup, but something in that realm. So it was, right. it was a little more complicated than that. And um, kind of, I just used that, the fuel of that to make a story about like um, what it's like feeling that anxiety and the, the aggressiveness of trying to find your place in the world and kind of learning to change and that you don't always have to be stagnant. There's just a lot of things. We'll turn through your head around that time in your life and, you know, I just start jotting stuff down on paper and it kind of turned out into just like hopeful, like, what's coming tomorrow type thing like uh what's next yeah yeah it's cool uh and i imagine you feel like it's a bit of a progression from uh the 2022's losing heart yeah yeah it's, it's a bit different yeah i mean i'd certainly leave it up to you guys describe it how you want i mean i would say just from like a sonic standpoint it seems a bit more polished uh the yeah the latest yeah, one yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure um which is cool are you guys mm-hmm. um into the production world at all or are you kind of going to a studio in particular or are you doing it all yourselves like how does it work well mate our other guitarist his his dad has an audio a live audio company and so oh, cool. we did everything ourselves when we were recording stuff it's, aside from losing heart we did that with brad divin we 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 have we we have connections in that way, and you're going to Berkeley for production. Yeah, I'm a I'm a music production engineering major at Berkeley though, and I was okay. going to go down to a school in Nashville next next spring, I think. Hey, what's the to, big uh, school tour. there? It's, it's like, hey? what's the big music school in Nashville? I always forget the name of it, but it's it's not the one. I, that's I'm not going there. It's um, the the one I'm going to is called the Blackbird Academy. It's just it's okay, Blackbird yeah. Studio, but they also yeah teach classes are nice. you thinking belmont yeah that's the one okay i got you i have friends there i was like i think it starts with a b as well but yeah um <laughs> yeah that's cool you guys are taking the you know the production uh nerd flag and flying it high i like it you guys are <laughs> <laughs> really doing it and uh you do mean i guess the regular berkeley right in california is, or is there uh, another no, one berkeley school of music up in boston oh uh, okay college. All right, definitely different then. But yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, either way, super rad. Are you guys like um, fresh into school as far as that goes? Like freshmen or are you guys pretty far along? Like where are you now? So so we're the same age roughly and I took a gap year and he just finished his freshman year. Now Nate just graduated high school. Now, did Aiden also just graduate? Yeah. Okay. So our, yeah, our other guitarist and bass player just graduated from high school, and then we graduated from high school a year ago. And have, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. Are you guys able to kind of keep the band together while you're uh, going to different respective, you know, schools? We're and trying. All that? We're trying to. That's one of the yeah. biggest challenges right now. But we've we've made it through one year, so I think we can do it again. So we're looking into the social media side of things because we've noticed yeah. that's probably the best way to bridge the gap. I mean, you're talking all over the country, so we're trying to 
just keep it relevant and you know batch film content pre-record stuff so we can just keep pushing while we're away yeah yeah, yeah. i mean on the bright side you're both gonna be involved with different music scenes so yeah obviously mm-hmm. if you're able to yeah. kind of you know make that work then you have multiple places to play right if everybody's on yes. board all across the east coast yeah yeah so i mean i guess pros and cons right <laughs> so. yeah i think the way we did it last time was we re- recorded everything well almost everything before he went to, to school and yeah. left and left and then while he was gone we we produced the album and we mixed everything and so yeah. i think that kind of that worked i think i don't know if we'll be able to release another album next year but we can try we can try <laughs> we could try to crank one out maybe need the yeah i mean i feel like given that you guys are obviously technically proficient like probably mm-hmm. not that difficult i mean to write uh while you're in different spots i mean i know everybody's a little different and has a different way of working but i mean mm-hmm. you can always send those files back and forth all day long right <laughs> see if yeah we have the technology to do it yeah all right so i know it's not maybe the most ideal way of doing things but i think from talking to people on here around the country like especially in 2020 pretty much everyone just suddenly got really good at it or at least mm-hmm. oh really okay at it enough to think yeah function and kind of write that mm-hmm. way so i don't know like do you, you guys... think people, the guys you talk to, do they seem to keep doing the, the digital thing where they're mostly working remotely or have they kind of shifted back into the live in the room or both? I mean, I guess it depends if you're obviously talking about music and in which case I think everyone wants to eventually get back together yeah, uh, in the room and, and do things that way. I'm sure there's still a few people, honestly, kind of including myself, I don't mind sending some of my ideas around to whoever I'm working with first. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't think anything can beat, you know, being face-to-face and, and working ideas out that way. Um, but obviously, from an occupational standpoint, everybody work, loves working at home. So if, right. you're, if you're talking about that, then, yeah, most people would be dragged kicking and screaming having to go back to the office. So <laughs> um, that's the feeling I get. I don't know. Yeah. But... I think music is one of those few things where it's like, it is better when you're in person together. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah, I don't think you could ever replace that. But if you look at it as sort of uh, an addition to what you can do face-to-face, then you don't... I don't know. High degree of convenience, I think, in being able to to work that way when you need to or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's cool. I've been learning about it myself, obviously, and like even the podcast can couldn't really be done probably the way at least I do it without doing video calls and all the stuff that we're doing here. So mm-hmm. I usually think yep. of it as a massive, I don't know, massive uh, extracurricular thing, you know, that uh, mm-hmm. bolsters what you're doing. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, when you say you guys are batch recording uh, content or music or whatever, I guess, do you mean uh, to say that, you know, you got some videos coming out, either music videos or just like TikToks, or do you mean like writing an album? I guess, Yeah. To elaborate so, on um, that. We thought I had to just finish recording a music video. Okay. 
Yeah, we've been we've been going really hard on Instagram, like shooting like um, shorter form reels and stuff, like little micro yeah. music videos. But we just dipped our toes in like a full scale music video. I mean, it's still like a DIY type thing. We're gonna do a better one, like a better produced one later in the summer. But you know, we did like a home thing where we went in the backyard, set up a like a rig with two amps and a drum kit, and just kind of had some funny shots, like a goofy type one for the more upbeat song on a record. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, it was really fun. It was kind of just like playing around, but we got to do a different kind of creative facet, and that was really cool to experience. That was very fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so mostly mostly just like short-form content, stuff to put out on our um, Instagram and, and TikTok and other things to get our music out there. And then the music, I feel like, We'll, we'll get there yeah. right now we're trying to pull everything together we're trying to work out a set list and dates and yeah all this other content and so we're trying to get all of it just done at once so then we can focus on other things so we don't have to record a new tiktok every day we just ha- record 30 at the beginning of the month and don't <laughs> think about it you know right so that's the current plan give it more or less yeah i think it's smart um i've definitely heard other people kind of trying similar strategies mm-hmm. so we're just better at. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah. We're terrible, but we're we're getting it. We'll learn. We'll learn. Yeah, no, I, was, I think that's again how I found you guys. So you, I think you're doing something right. <laughs> so, um, well, thank you. <laughs> just got to be on there and got to be working it. Got to be shaking it. You know. Yeah. And anything else yeah. that happens, happens. I guess. I, but. But yeah, so you got the music video, got the new song. Is the music video for uh, Nothing Left to Say, or is that a different song that's unreleased? One of them was. So we did like a, we did the chorus as like a mic, one of the micro music videos for Instagram, but that's not mm. the full, the full length one is for one we haven't released yet. It's called Sky Forward. Okay. And I like that song. When, when does that uh, come out? Well, initially the idea was to like have it come out with the album, but now we're thinking we're gonna drop it maybe a little beforehand, just to you know keep the okay. the engagement up and give people something to look forward to. So maybe like a week before the album, but we haven't really decided yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're gonna drop maybe what like ten songs on the album, or is it something yep, like that? Ten songs. Ten songs. And essentially eight of them all at once. Huh? Yeah, well, I mean, so we have four out now, and oh, okay. four, all four of them are on the album, so it's more going to be like five singles and then an EP, but, you know, we just yeah. wanted one space, because they were all recorded at the same time. In this room, actually, most of them were done in this room we're sitting in, so that was really okay. fun. But yeah. Well, yeah, it's cool that you're able to still do that, or make the effort to get that done, because, you know, I know, obviously, a lot of people are just doing kind of one song at a time these days. And actually, I've been doing that probably now, personally, for a lot longer than I maybe intended to. Because it is really yeah. fun to, like, encapsulate a period of time, you know, in, in a group of songs, like a full-blown album mm-hmm. or an EP. Because you get that sure. um, cohesion, too, to the sound when it's all mixed, yeah. obviously, at the same time and recorded at the same time. You're going to get whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um just the congruency maybe i don't know it just it has a certain yeah. feel to it all yeah which is kind of like that about albums and i think yeah. i think our album flows enough 
it's there. Yeah, I mean, it's it was done deliberately. So you know, we were just still very young, and we, you know, we had that naive dream of like, I want to put out a rock album. I mean, now the more we look into the engagement side of things, it's like singles probably would perform better, and we'll probably move towards that for the foreseeable future. But it is nice to have like a something you can hand someone and say, here's a collective. Oh, thing yeah. of that period of time like you were saying which is really important to us because we think that's the charm of it and we're that's probably our favorite part of the album mm-hmm. it's just a place yeah. in a time you know yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely think it actually doesn't matter that much how you release it in the sense of you're still putting out an album right whether right. you release it one song at a time and it comes out over 10 months or you just drop it all at once i mean like you're saying it's probably going to do better at spotify if you're doing one one a month or whatever but the end product is still the same. It's still the same right. album, and people can mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. just listen to it. So, I feel like it's cool to see different. Just listen to people's strategies and kind of see what works. Mm-hmm. The, Absolutely, yeah. the, we're still trying out different strategies. Yeah, constant. At the end of the day, you just gotta you know make cool shit that you actually like, right? I mean, whatever, I, whatever you're into, that should be the focus. <laughs> Shouldn't. It shouldn't be the TikTok, but I know that's the almighty algorithm is what people are worried about. Um, <laughs> I imagine though that doesn't affect your writing style. I would hope, right? I mean, no, you're not, like, we've been very about, conscious yeah. to not yeah. let that kind of affect our process. You won't hear any nursery rhymes in your songs, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I'm always interested. I know I kind of already asked, but like, is there? A th- a theme to what you guys are writing about in the album overall or like whatever's going on in this guy's head she's a little concerning it so like how Um, much does it vary would you say like topics or subjects or i don't know so i i'm inclined to say not a lot but that like i feel like that's the better answer but it varies a lot and that's because this album is kind of like a collective of songs throughout I mean, not just my, all of our childhoods, like up until like for me being eight. And yeah. I mean, we kind of present it in that way of like, all of these themes are things that we went through. They're all things that are based in reality. Like Losing Heart, you mentioned earlier, obviously that song is like not something that actually happened. It's a fictional story, but fiction is based in reality. So there's feelings yeah. and emotions of like, hey, this instability, this and that, whatever you would take from it. It's different to everybody, but a place in the time where it was written, it's it varies a lot. I mean, there's a lot of different subject matter. And for me personally, that's how I, I emote things. Like I'm, I just get it out on paper and turn it into songs. And so for me, it's like a love letter to my childhood and what's to come next. Like I kind of looking forward to the future. And those are the two, if I had to pick a theme, that's what I would say. It's like, this is childhood. This is us. This is what happened. What we wanted to do. Yeah. And that we've been wanting to put out because someone made songs. Yeah, like home. You, said, you are sitting on nothing about Absolutely. And other songs you wrote during recording in the recording sessions. Right. Yeah. All at the same time. So there's a lot of some songs are a little older and some songs were like when we first got together. Like Curtains was one of the first things we ever did. Right. Together. And even still, that song was like the idea of that riffles and the melody was at least a year old by that point. So all kinds of times. It's kind of like an amalgamation of, of stuff that we've been, you know, wanting to put out or had ideas mixed in with stuff that was fresh as us as a band. And I think you can kind of, when you know which songs are which, you can kind of hear the difference between yeah. them. Yeah. You know, and 
but I like that about the album. It, it gives it a sort of variety, I think. But it's still cohesive because it's still us. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's cool that you guys are all, sounds like, contributing pretty heavily to the writing process. <laughs> I know there's a third member who's not here who you can who can't necessarily chime in, but um, <laughs> it's also it's kind okay. of funny to me to, I think it's Michael with the beard, right? Or is, nope. That's, I'm kidding on this or, one, Okay, sorry, I got confused already. It's okay. But, because, yeah, you're not even 21 yet, right? No, not of us. Nope. I'm 19 and I'm the oldest, so. Yeah. So you're definitely buying the beer and the band. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> don't yeah. give me a beer. I won't. <laughs> definitely don't look 19 with that. But, uh. I get uh, that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a bad dog. Yeah. Uh, and the dad bod to go. So you're just ready to roll up in there and f- buy the 30 pack of high life you can get yeah, to go. yeah. They, always, they always make me grill the burgers so that's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah um are you guys maybe modeling your sound after anyone i know that maybe sounds a little too strong maybe a better way oh. of asking it would be like just bands you're into and like who's influencing what yeah, um, we we get made fun of by our friends all the time. Like in a in a yeah, like Dave everybody thinks I look like Dave Grohl, and we kind of sound like the Foo Fighters because that's a huge band for every member. So like, yeah. it's, I mean, we love those guys, and you know, when people compare us to them, it's a compliment. But we don't we try very hard to be original, and we're we're very eclectic. Like we listen to, I don't hate to be that guy, but we listen to literally every genre of music between us. So between us. The Foo Fighters being the, kind of the big one, right? That's a well, that's that's a big one. I think for me, one of my my bigger influences, like I I grew up with the Foo Fighters, Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, as well as King's X. I have a King's X shirt on right now, oh, but yeah. like, but a lot of different bands. I think especially with Nate Van Halen comes shines through a lot. Trying to stream, yeah, yeah, extreme, extreme when Van Halen shines through in, in his that's guitar. Cool. Yeah, Nate sounds like new to Bencourt when he's playing solos. Like I hear that a yeah. lot. Yeah, and I, I'm like, that's Van, that's a Van Halen riff. That sounds very '80s. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, I think that's shined through, and I think you liked a lot of it. Do you still like pop pop? Yeah, I mean, like Mayday Parade, um, Reliant K. Like, I mean, that's not. I wouldn't say that's my main thing, but that definitely affected. Like, nothing left to say is very like Mayday Parade esque. You know. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of stuff we're drawing from. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of it's a lot of different things come together influence wise. Because I think we all we all started at kind of different points, you know, in our mm. music tastes. But we've all kind of branched out enough to to like the same things. That yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's that's a, cool. Well, like I said, that was kind of the first thing I noticed. Just being a guitar player myself was I was like, all right, at least somebody here can kind of play, which is nice. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's. I can play different things. That's what I like about them. Yeah, I mean, Nate and I share, we share leads. We go back and forth. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times people don't realize that, so they either pin one of us as the guy doing it all, and we we love talking each other up. It's kind of like an inside yeah. joke. So, like, um, the first song on our record, Prologue, all three of us take a solo. Like, um, Nate has a solo, and then Mike has, like, a drum solo, and then I have a guitar solo over a key change. So people who are, like, instrumentalist like yourself can usually tell the difference but it's funny to watch people come up like they'll walk up to me and say nice job on the nothing left to say so and i'm like thanks that wasn't me but i'm glad you liked it yeah so i like this a little i do too 
yeah, it's cool. You guys have some of the same, you know, guitar heroes and all that as well. Yeah. You know, I wasn't sure if, cause I mean, I don't, you know, that's what I grew up on. Eddie Van Halen and all those dudes. I'm Absolutely. still always looking for like newer, newer guys to come around and they're not always mm -hmm. easy to find or not as always as yeah, prominent as they once were. Yeah. Have you heard Pliny? No. Okay, Pliny is an Australian. I mean, I don't know how how you feel about like prog rock, but he's like this very melodic. Um, I think he's more of a songwriter than a guitarist, but he's a huge influence for me, and he's kind of crept into my playing. So, I mean, if you're if you're looking for new guys, check out. He's completely virtuosic. It, he's incredible. Definitely give him a shot. It's just Pliny. Pliny, P L I N I. There's a bunch of Plenties on Spotify. Do you know the name of a song? Um, like I think his most popular is called Electric Sunrise. I remember you showed me that. I'll have to check that out then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once upon a time, I was into like the dream theaters and and stuff of the world. They went huge dream theater festivals. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I like to say my guitar playing mountain never quite hit the peak when I was trying to climb it. Because I kind of went from like the usual stuff, Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix, whatever kids normally learn, to kind of get it into the Van Halen, kind of getting that dialed, then kind of going to Dimebag, getting that dialed, and then kind of <laughs> getting to like Steve Vai and some of that, and then just kind of going, shit, like, nice. <laughs> like I don't know if I can go farther. <laughs> like I've kind of like started spinning my tires here a little bit because it just gets so gnarly sometimes of course like all this <laughs> dragon force kids and and all that stuff with you know sweet picking and everything else i try to take so, every it on me yeah yeah exactly all those kids that like pick like 16 million notes a second or whatever it is mm -hmm. but um, people sorry i didn't mean kind of... no you're good um people get so bent out of shape about like not being the best i know saw a lot at berkeley because it's a very like competitive place and... yeah like my my guitar teacher uh joe rogers he taught steve Vai when he was at berkeley he had him in one of his guitar labs and nice he, i still remember one of my first lessons with this guy he goes hey uh i i brought up steve Vai and he goes yeah. oh i taught him i gave him a c he wasn't that great and i was like <laughs> it's like what she dropped yeah. out he dropped out yeah he dropped out after like a, a month or so or, so, or like a, a year but you can imagine i was terrified after that <laughs> yeah that's yeah, sweet. it's not the greatest feeling. You should probably start the class with that. Like, listen up, everybody. <laughs> you think you're hot I shit. Steve Vai, he I, sucked. I, I gave Steve Vai a seat in this class, so you better be ready. Do your homework. It's easy to be. I don't know. I, I think mean, some people are better at, at school, too. And some people are, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some people aim, are more better at just doing their own thing instead of going through the school system. Right. Yeah, I think in particular, like, guitar players thrive on isolation, too. Like, all the great oh. ones. So, like, locking yourself in your room for eight hours a day is, like, pretty much how all of them learned. And yep. there's, there's only so much, like, school can probably teach you to a certain degree if you're really going to be that nerdy about it and really, like, just be that in the cave. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's like, what, do you, what else do you really need to know other than watching whoever your favorite guitar player is and just getting that so dialed you can't play it wrong you know so yeah i mean that i was surprised by how little focus on the like instrument 
you your primary instrument they have unless you're a performance major it's yeah. it's more like they try to cultivate every aspect of it like we have to take two levels of conducting and stuff hmm. so like that's not everybody's cup of tea but it's yeah you know for me someone with a classical background it's like it was important for me to have the best understanding possible because it makes me a better songwriter like i noticed oh, it yeah. like sure i don't need to know every mode of melodic minor but like knowing what that sound is and being able to draw from it kind of gives me like a hey, that'll help. It's like having a toolbox. You can build a house with a hammer, but you can build it quicker with everything. So. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely true. Like, the more theory, generally, the better. Yeah, some people are way so, too into it, though. Like, they get I all like, was, all I can think about is theory, and then they are right. just being... Well, I think it can go both ways. Because, like, yeah. I've talked to some, like, probably significantly successful songwriters on here. You're like, you know, from back in the day, and like some of them, were, you know, completely the opposite, and they're like, "Oh, well, I don't need theory. I, I, I got famous on MTV without it." Like, rah, rah, rah. and I'm like, mm-hmm. "True, I'd probably say the same thing." Um, yeah, but I think it also depends on what kind of music you're playing too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much theory myself, but I just mean to say, like, I get both schools of thought. It's like you're saying, mm-hmm. you got that toolbox ready if you need it save you some time and kind of really understand what you're doing mm-hmm. or you just know nothing and maybe like you know the dime bag school of guitar oh, it's a little major and a little minor and nah, i don't really know <laughs> and like maybe yeah. it liberates you because you're more you're not mm-hmm. locked in a box as much yeah. so i don't know it's hard to say yeah and nobody's gonna say dime bag was a shitty player like i mean yeah. <laughs> It's you don't need it, but I think it helps. I like it. I try to stay in the middle because I don't mm. want to get. You don't want to do, get too yeah. like this. Is all I can ever do is just think about it in theory. But you'd also don't want to be like, well, I'm just going to play the same E minor pentatonic riff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. there's gives and takes. Just gonna moderate it. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of people like talking about putting themselves in that position, like giving themselves restraints creatively in general as sort of a prompt just to navigate through just for like a creative idea but i don't know you think everybody's got their style and stuff yeah um but yeah i mean uh this is a pretty good rundown i feel like of what you guys are like and what you're doing and hopefully gives your friends or whoever a, a little bit of an insight into into it all is there anything that like I glazed over and maybe didn't like touch on or like some shows coming up or like something? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we can run down the list real quick. We've got, we have a gig coming up uh, July 29th. We're playing at the Washington County Ag Center for the Lead Don't Follow Foundation. They're doing, um, when is that? What time? Uh, it's <laughs> band start 1130. So for anybody in like the Pennsylvania uh, Maryland area, that's a that's a good one. That'll be cool. I think they're bringing like Lamborghinis and stuff. They got a Nissan sponsorship. But, okay. uh, we're doing that. We're working on an album release party, and we have our album dropping August. Uh, Dead by Friday. Yeah, so that'll be out everywhere August first, and we'll have T-shirts made and CDs made too that people can order. So um, we usually direct people to our Instagram page, uh, Color Brigade Band. Um, but we also just made a TikTok and we do Facebook and we're, we're in most places, but, um, nice. you know, obviously all the usual Spotify, Apple music, wherever you listen. 
but um thank you so much for having us like this has been such a pleasure yeah no, i appreciate you guys hopping on here and hanging out for a minute um i'll definitely keep you on the loop if uh, we do anything for the podcast in uh lancaster again which i feel like we probably probably will if not this year then maybe next year i try to do at least yeah. one one fest for the podcast a year and ideally mm-hmm. ideally two but just all depends you know mm-hmm. so, yeah for sure a lot of it sounds in, great though yeah so yeah like i said it's always good to have more friends up in uh up in your neighborhood and um yeah other than that i mean i guess i'll just probably text you if i forgot anything that i need from you all right so Check. most most notably probably a wave file of whatever tune you want on here would be i gotcha would be cool so yeah other than that man um hopefully we'll cross paths in some way shape or form and uh, hopefully you guys keep making music and kicking ass and whatever else you're doing so same to your brother thank you all right you guys have a good uh rest of your evening you too take it easy yep see you so yeah thanks to the guys for coming on the show and thanks to you for listening the song that you're hearing right now is called nothing left to say